Hi, guys. It's Put Your Hands Together host Cameron Esposito. I want to let you guys know if you like this show, you might like another show I host called Wham Bam Pow. It's an action and sci-fi movie show put out by the Maximum Fun Network. You can find that show, MaximumFun.org, Wham Bam Pow, or you can find it on iTunes by searching Wham Bam Pow. I'm joined every week on that show by panelists Ricky Carmona and Rio Butcher. We talk about movie news. We give reviews. It's a great time. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Please shut up yourself, Austin. Please put your hands together for your host, Captain Esposito. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Yes, guys, let's hear it for you. Everybody on the show uh, that I knew was coming are people that I specifically was excited to see. And then we also had like a couple extra guest uh, performers on the show tonight. So that's excellent. They're also people you guys are going to be really happy are here. So yeah, for you fucking people. What are your lives? You made great decisions. You don't even know how great of a decision you made today. And so good job. Congratulations. I'm proud of you. I'm specifically proud of each of you. You did a great job. Y'all did a great job. I don't know how to tell you. I just, I'm not going to tell you, but I just want you to know, you know, as each time when somebody comes out and they perform in Slay, you know, I just want you to remember, she did tell you, know, I just want you to go ahead and acknowledge me in your head in that moment. She did say, and I, and I, and I agree, you know, uh, don't say that out loud at all. I feel like, I feel so... I feel so phys- I feel really bad today, guys. Are we gonna? We're gonna get through it, though. Physically, I feel physically not well. Uh, that's okay, right? We're you're yeah, yes, no problem. I know some of you guys. I can tell when I said I feel physically not well. I saw some people, you know, kind of oop. Well, you know, get a- get away, <laughs> spitting performer. I am a spitting performer. I spit all the time when I perform. Uh, it's not that kind of sickness. I uh, I'm not pregnant again. I'm not pregnant. <laughs> It's not working. My uh, lesbianism is not <laughs> getting me pregnant. We're not even really trying. I know, thanks for the awe, but well, actually, I don't know why I said that. Like, it's not, there's no baster or anything. It's just uh, mostly things that wouldn't ever get you pregnant. It's <laughs> a lot of hands, mostly. <laughs> I don't know what I was trying to convince you guys is going on. Ah, ah! but I feel like shit. And I know I'm a female comic. Listen, right now, even in this moment, I feel ashamed of myself for bringing this up. You know what? I don't care. I don't care. I've had to listen to dudes physically mime jerking off. I've had to listen to it. So I'm just going to tell you that I woke up in the middle of the night and I said to myself, oh my God, I'm in a terrible dream that I'm bleeding uncontrollably from my body. And I woke up to a new nightmare, which was the truth. <laughs> and I don't feel well. It's just, I feel terrible. I can't believe I'm here. I feel terrible. My voice is cracking. I feel gross. All my power is leaving. <laughs> Got up in the middle of the night. I was bleeding everywhere. I, it was terrible. I had to watch The Wire just to kind of see... <laughs> 
you know, just like some other shit that people have gone through. It's like, oh, here's what they did, you know, and then me, you know, we're in it together, you know. Weebay and all that stuff. Um, Then I put too much hair product in my hair just because I don't know, I can't even like, I don't know what's going on. My hair is all crazy. And then I went to a, I have a, all I do when you're a stand-up comic, you do hilarious jokes at night. And you, uh, you, and you watch uh, wi- The Wire in the middle of the night, and then uh, during the day, you either, you either sweat through all your clothes, sometimes, de- depending on nervousness, uh, or anxiety that you're carrying and then using to propel yourself in your career. Um, or, <laughs> so it's either that, or you just drive around and go and like meet people, you go in meetings and stuff, and you try and be like, hey, I'm a stand-up comic, I'm hilarious, I'll lose my haircut, and you should put me in a commercial, or... Voiceover thing, listen to my voice. I have a very powerful voice, and you know, malaria affects us all. I had to kind of talk about that today. And I agree, it does, you know, it's a, what a bummer. Um, but I had a meeting today at a building I never went, to, I've never been to before. And when I walked into the building, so I was, uh, l- I was running late because I forgot to think with my, I don't know what's going on. I was running late. I was just running late. I'm a human person. I was just behind. Not that much behind, just like a minute. I like got into the lobby like a minute after I was supposed to. And then I walked into the lobby and I walked over to the elevators and uh, one of the elevators was open. So I just like hopped right in it. Cause I was like, well now I'll only be two minutes late. Cause I know how elevators are fast. And then I got in the elevator and I turned around and there were no buttons. Like, there were no internal buttons in the elevator. So I got out of the elevator, because that's just a hole, apparently. And I looked around just to be like, did I not, what am I, where am I? Um, and it was a bank of elevators. I, I know what they look like. And uh, they were just, it was um, like an automated touch button system, but confusing. And I, and the pad wasn't very, I, I touched something. I thought I touched something and then nothing happened. Then I saw a person go into the elevator. So I was like, oh, that one elevator doesn't have buttons. So I'll just follow this person. And then I just got into that elevator and then I turned around still no buttons. So then I just said to that person like, good day. And I got out. (laughs) So there must have been somebody that was like, what's going on with her? A very elaborate touch system where you have to put the floor that you're going into. First of all, all the floors are odd numbers. I don't even know how you get to the even number of floors. <laughs> then you press the button and then it goes like, go to elevator D and you have to be like, where is that? And then an elevator just opens. You just get in that elevator. No buttons are pushing. You just take it up to the thing. But I was 15 minutes late <laughs> for my meeting. I was 15 minutes late for my meeting and I walked in and I was like, I... Listen, you know you don't have buttons on your elevators, right? Like, you have no buttons on your elevators. I didn't know what to do. I got lost. I'm sorry. And um, as charming as I am, uh, I think that the, the people that are meeting were actually, like, upset. Because I, I, that, like that sounds like a lie if you walk into a meeting like, I'm so sorry uh, that I'm late. But, you know. I don't know how to work things. I just drove my car into the building. So I thought I was here. I actually thought you guys came to my house. Imagine my surprise. I live 15 minutes away from here. 
I left immediately when I realized you weren't coming. <laughs> no, I was super late because I didn't know how to get to the plate. I didn't from the. I don't know. I don't know what happened. And then I got up there and I was just talking to these uh, people and I think that one of them was angry with me. Um, I think that she was angry with me because uh, I said, hello, nice to meet you. And the first thing she said to me was, uh, who are you and what are you doing here? Uh, which is interesting because my headshot was on her desk. So I don't think it was like a kind of like a, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't think it was like, oh, tell me your name. I think it was more like, who are you? And what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Which was the exact question today, like asked to me today that I just, I was like, I don't know. I'm from Chicago. I have a dream. <laughs> you want I can leave or if you have anything that you'd like me to relieve, uh, read about malaria I do care <laughs> about that um, so that's I've never I don't know that I've had that question asked to me uh, since I've lived in Los Angeles you guys are meeting me on that day of my life and uh, I don't I don't I think who am I and what am I doing here I'm a young uh, sprightly side mulleted whisperer I'm gonna come to you in your dreams and tell you about equality and women's issues but in a way that men can understand because my voice is deep and I like to write things uh, that, are, that I say with my mouth or that you read on your computer and I'm pretty sweaty all the time uh, I have a family More so, who the fuck are you, lady? Because I don't see your headshot in here. So I got the job. Just kidding. No, I didn't get the job. You guys, are we ready for a great show? What a night we are going to have. What a journey we are going to take together in this first comic. I love him very much. You guys are going to love him, too. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Dave Stone, guys. Give it up for Dave. Come on. All right. Hey, keep it going. Keep it going for Cameron. Very funny. Very funny. All right, guys, I apologize to be gross right out of the gate. But last week I suffered with a bout of the constipation. And my only thought was, wow, what a refreshing change of pace. <laughs> Take the day off. Finally, I can relax. I don't have to pinball around the city like I'm about to shit myself every half hour. <laughs> Constipation, look into it. Not bad at all. Uh, <laughs> trying to slim down doing the no-carb diet. Haven't had a carb in six days. About to go on a goddamn killing spree. <laughs> And it's a terrible diet. Uh, tomorrow's cheat day. Once a week I get cheat day where I can eat whatever I want. Tomorrow I'm going to cut to the chase. Need a two-pound bag of flour. <laughs> Put a stick of butter in there. I'll have some mouth biscuits. Why not? <laughs> Living my life, guys. That's what I'm doing. 
I forget that people eat healthy by choice. Uh, the other day, my buddy just out of nowhere whipped out a banana, started eating a banana. It's like, dude, you on a diet? It's like, no. I was like, oh. <laughs> I forgot that people voluntarily eat bananas. My bad. <laughs> eat some chicken wings, dork. Come on. I'm from the South where we don't have all the fancy diets down there. None of, none of the, the paleo diet or the juice cleanse, none of that makes its way down South. Uh, in the South, people diet just by accident. Uh, last time I was back home visiting, I ran into a buddy. I hadn't seen him in a while. He lost 40 pounds. I was like, how'd you do that? Diet and exercise? Nope, diet doing Fig Newtons. I was on house arrest for a month. That's all I had. So I just <laughs> ate that shit and lost 40 pounds. I don't know what happened. All right. Good job, aspartame and Jesus fruit. All right, I'll, I'll check into that. I, uh, my problem is I, I have a ferocious appetite. I try to eat healthy. I just eat way too much. I eat like a POW who's just escaped and landed at the Golden Corral. I just, every meal, just chaos. I blame that on my dad. My dad was a career military guy, and uh, growing up, he had this mess hall policy. He had this saying he would always say, uh, Dave, take all you want, but eat all you take. We'd have, like, buffet style. We could serve ourselves. But, like, if I overshot, whatever was on my plate, I had to eat it. So if dumb little Dave, you know, loom fool, it's like, fuck it, eat that. There's starving kids in China. It's like, ah, you're teaching me to binge eat, Dad. That's not good. So now every time I'm just at a meal, I'm just shoveling it in. I'm doing this for the children. <laughs> Daddy will be so proud. I, um, some people uh, exercise and, and diet uh, so they can possibly have sex. I'm starting to diet so I can physically have sex. Uh, not proud to admit it. Last week I had a heat stroke during sex, guys. Uh, fellas, I don't know if you've ever dry heaved with a boner, but it's, um, it's a bittersweet thing. I... Uh, I was with my new lady friend, and uh, we had just finished a, a nice dinner of fried chicken and original Coors. Um, just no sides, no dessert, just chicken and beer. That's how we do it. And uh, we were at her place. It was one of those warm nights. She didn't have air conditioning. And uh, let's just say we, we went swimming a little too soon after dinner. And uh, about midway through it, I was like, oh, God, I got to finish before I throw up. This is terrible. And uh, so, you know, I, I, we finished the deal, or at least so she said. And uh, the worst part is, the worst part is, she nursed me back to health afterward. That is so emasculating. I'm just sitting on the side of the bed. She's got like an ice pack and a washcloth. I'm like, I don't know what happened. We're doing the thing, and I don't feel so good. I didn't have much game to begin with, but now that just took all of it out. Because, I mean, what am I going to do now? Like, if I'm on the brow, you know, at the bar, you're like, hey, I'd like to take you home, but can we stop off for some Pedialyte and a first aid kit? I don't know. If this goes the way I think it's going to go, I'm probably going to get sick, so. Go ahead and apologize in advance. Guys, I'm an animal lover, uh, but I don't have any pets that I know of. Okay. That's, uh... That's a dumb one right there. I'm not going to charge you for that joke. I was watching Sports Center the other day. Baseball player hit a walk-off home run, won the game, game over. Excited, walk-off home run. He's getting interviewed right after the game, and one of his wacky teammates came up from behind while he's being interviewed, and I gave him the old pie-in-the-face gag. Just, ha-ha, splat, gotcha, the old pie-in-the-face. But in this case, as in most cases, it's not an actual pie. It's just shaving cream on a paper plate. Both the filling and the crust completely inedible. As a lover of pie, I take great offense to that. You know, 
I'd like to do that gag myself, but with a real pie. You know, just take like a homemade seven pound steaming peach pie. Hey, George, happy retirement. Wham! Third degree burns, concussion, broken nose. Dave, what the hell's the matter with you? George is 71 years old. I thought it'd be funny. Turn this retirement party into a wake. Part of my problem is I'm not an educated man, if you haven't already induced. And, uh, I, um, why is that funny? I, um, I've always been jealous of people who went to a good, if not notable, college. Because not only do they have that lifelong connection with their fellow alumni, but also that good-natured rivalry with alumni from other schools. I've always loved the old classic college rivalry, because you get to crack jokes, poke fun at whoever your rival is. Every school's got some goofy, customized joke. Hey, hey, heard if you drive through your campus slow enough with your window rolled down, they'll throw a diploma in your car. Because you guys are stupid, get it? <laughs> Sing. Yeah, I'll never have jokes like that, because I went to vocational college. Uh, not a lot of tradition to fall back on when you go to Appalachian Industrial Tech. Yeah, fighting spot welders. We, uh, we didn't really have rivals. If we did, it was like the DOT or the water department. I don't know who our rivals were. Who am I supposed to make fun of with my education? You know, I meet somebody at a party. Hey, hey what's up? I'm Dave. What, what do you do for a living? Heating and air. That's pretty cool. Where, where'd you go? Chattahoochee HVAC Tech. Get a load of this guy. <laughs> Hey, answer me this. You know how many Chattahoochee grads it takes to install a two-ton R22 Goodman evaporator coil? Zero. None of them are EPA certified. Beat it, nerd. Yeah. Those jokes just aren't as good. Guys, I'm Dave Stone. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the program. I'm so excited that this next comic could be here. She is one of my favorites in the whole world. Uh, let's hear it right now for Sarah Silverman, guys. Um, Sarah, first of all, thanks for doing the show tonight. And uh, my pleasure. You did some roast jokes that you're. Yeah, I tried out. some some new jokes that I didn't prepare well, but um, the crowd is so great here and they, they're laughers which is great because they build your confidence but also you have to also be aware that they're just a really generous crowd and your material may not be as good as you think and when I say you I mean me right no I <laughs> don't do that. and uh, then I tried roast jokes for Sunday the roast of James Franco how are you going other places to do the jokes or just here I have a set tomorrow at the Virgil, I'll try them there. The Virgil? Oh, that place is great. Yeah, yeah I love that place. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm sure we'll somewhere. see the roast. Kill them. Kill them. Guys, let's see it one more time for Sarah Silverman. Oh, man. Hey, that was terrific. Uh, you look like you're smiling your head off. Did you think that was rad? Yes. Yes, and and she and you and you're into Sarah Silverman as a human and comic. Okay, great. Because I want to give you a present because you're right there. So uh, we have a, we have a friend of the show that draws uh, awesome. Po- oh, here I'll just hold it up, and then I'll we have a friend of the show that draws awesome posters. So he drew uh, Shira Silverman for this week's promo poster for the show, and then I give I give it away. So let's hear it for Eddie Malden. 
who draws our, our posters, and then for that dude. What a show it has been so far. We are doing great. All of us are achieving the dreams that we've had tabled for many moons, and then it's all in one night. Can't even believe how good we're doing. We're doing great. You know, we're all really doing great. You got your, you're representing our, you know, our nation's flag. And that guy won a poster. You got that little dog man. So it's a, we're all doing great. And we have three comics left, and they're all amazing. And uh, are you ready for those comics? Yes? No, I know that we have... We have, a, we have I, like, I know you're probably exhausted because you can't believe how great your life is, but I just want to also say that uh, we have three comics left, and they're all amazing. Are you ready for those comics? gentlemen, one of my favorites to watch in the whole world. I love him so much. Let's hear it right now from Mr. Chris Fairbanks, guys. Give it up for Chris. Thanks. Thank you. Good. That's my jam. I have a, uh, good. Follow that, one of your heroes. I have, uh, <laughs> talking about Cameron. I, uh, she's one spicy Latina. I've, um... This is always, for a lot of people, this is what I'm doing, um, the biggest fear, public speaking. What an economy of words. Ah, fucking idiot. Um, Public speaking is the biggest fear in America, specifically. That and um, heights. Public speaking and heights are the biggest fears here, which I think is kind of silly, right? I think we all can agree our biggest fear is being tipped over while in a porta potty. <laughs> I really don't. I've been depressed lately. What was that noise? I, um. <laughs> so I started going to the gym, you know? Uh, gym's just what I named my bed. I've been, uh, time to put on your sheets, James. I'm gonna get in you, Jimmy. Jimmy. I got a couple names for him. Ah, sharper than you'd think. I, uh,. <laughs> As a, I've had a rough life, a little bit about me. I've had a rough life. Yeah, as a baby, I uh, blew out my knee taking my first step. Uh, little crutches. I don't know. If, uh, please paint the picture of a baby with little crutches. Like going, ah, yeah, I blew out my got an ACL. We're doing a second surgery. And he has gla- like thick glasses, like a baby with cute little crutches and glasses. Don't, you're not thinking of it. Okay, he's wearing a top hat. I didn't want to have to do that. Now, now he's adorable. I, uh, I'm a bit of a metrosexual. And uh, by that, I mean I ride the city bus while masturbating. But I don't think that sounds skip, skippity. <laughs> Yamaha makes uh, motorcycles and pianos. Same logo and stuff. Motorcycles and pianos, huh, Yamaha? Way to nail a non-existent demographic. Just one Asian operating a uh, Ferris wheel. All right, fuck that one. Um, I, um... Do you guys like... All right, let's switch. Do you like soup? I I love soup. Let's go ahead and push an envelope or two. Just one, the soup one. I love Chambles, or Campbell's. I like Chambles. 
too. Do you like, which do you like? Campbell's Chunky or do you like Shambles Conky? You know, it's thicker. You can eat Campbell's Chunky. Everyone's like, oh, you can eat it with a fork. Get out of here. Shambles Conky. You can eat that with a stick or a car key. If you're desperate, you're probably in a ditch somewhere screaming. You don't have OnStar. Quit being a pussy. You lick it like a meat cylinder. Ah, all right. Yeah, I don't need to do the joke. What's that say? I wrote my... Do you think that company, Spam, has trouble with their email campaigns? Ah, fuck. Uh, I, uh... It's so hard to remember. Uh, uh, fuck. Oh, I got it. Teeth. Oh, it's oh! I read a report recently. Speaking of children, uh, the most popular menu item at Taco Bell among kids specifically is the Doritos Taco. <laughs> uh, I read another report that um, if you feed your kids Doritos tacos, you're not allowed to cry at their funeral. <laughs> ah, fuck. Uh, I wonder if the police department could do a better job at monitoring who they sell their used cop cars to. <laughs> when we're driving, you we all know what like a Crown Victoria's headlights look like. You like see them and you're like, and you adjust accordingly. And then he pulls up, and the cop car, the white door is spray painted black. And the side lamp is turned down, and the driver's a fucking murderer. He's murderous people for a living. He's shaving his face with a hunting knife. Hey, how's it going? Why do I have a ski rack that's painted blue and red? Uh... It's so hard to. Do you guys worry about ident- identity? Theft, your identity, being thieved. Do you, you should. Do you, someone, you throw away an envelope and all of a sudden some guy that looks like you is out there fucking your wife. (laughs) That's not how it works. But, I mean, I don't have a shredder paper, uh, paper, a shredder that pays for itself by cutting up your paper. Dummy, dummy. My friend Michelle does. It's in her bedroom, by her bed, like tiny house room. Tiny, it's apartment, I think's the word. And then she's like, wait, apparently it's right there by her bed. I gotta take care of my, she has nightmares about identity theft. Whoops, that's my pillow. Fucking words. But I don't do that. I don't worry about that. Fucking all cocky. I get something from Wells Fargo, I'm like, rip. Maybe twice, rip the halves in half. And then I'm like, good night. I don't, because I'm hoping my identity thief is in the alley rummaging through the garbage going, I hate even the simplest of puzzles. <laughs> Foiled. I'm going to wrap this up. It'd be funny if right then I put on a condom. Ivy. Uh, Skippy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Wish someone would step in that and I go, and then they go up, and then I tiger. Fuck it. Uh, hey, you know what? I've been all silly tonight, but let's get serious. Uh, it's important to f- 
or wait. <laughs> Other than the one where your teeth are falling out, like you have all these sets of teeth like a tiger and they keep falling out and you look at your hands and they're melting and your lower body is that of a horse, uh, it's important to follow your dreams. <laughs> Thanks. Have a good night. Fairbanks, hi. Hi. First of all. Thank you. Thanks for coming by. Uh, you're welcome. I, well, how did... Okay. Because you told me right before you went on stage. How many... What are you... You're working on this is a like, set for TV. Yes. Which I haven't done for like 10 years. So I'm like building all this pressure. And I have taped probably 10 times. But the shows have been not good this summer. Like audiences yeah, have not been good. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but I knew this audience would be good, and they were. I kept bringing. And I'm gonna send him that set. Are you gonna? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was great. I'm so glad that we could. He already. Yeah, yeah. Opportunity. Yep. Because I have, um, I totally know what you mean. Sometimes, you know, especially in the summer. I know this sounds weird, but people actually don't go out to shows as much because it's like less. People just get in a summer. I don't know what they're doing. They're like in pools all day. No, and then it puts me in like a stand-up slump. Yeah. So I'm like, so I guess I'm like, not good anymore. Get that clean tape that you need to send. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you... Who are you do you mind me asking? For Conan, it's for Conan, yeah. yeah. Well, I can't wait to see you on And Conan. he's like, hey, do you have a tape yet? Yeah. I've recorded ten times. I'm like, no, nope, oh, nothing yet. you. That I'm being, uh, I'm let's being... do up top. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I will watch that stuff. <laughs> Guys, Chris Fairbanks. He's amazing. One of my favorites in the whole world. And hey, this next comic is a personal friend of mine, and she's in from Chicago doing the show tonight. Now, this is her first time on stage at the UCB Theater. So, like, not a bad, you know, lineup to be in. Your first time at the UCB Theater, and I feel like uh, what's great is that it's James... No, I'm just kidding. It's not James Frank. Wouldn't that be weird? And if I was also saying she, and then you guys were like, that seems weird, because I'm not, like, I don't... What a weird joke for me to make, of all people. Like, a kind of a, you know, kind of a... Like, I'm always like, hey, you know, women can have short hair. And then if I, you know, if I said, then she, and it's James Franco from Chicago. You know, if I just threw you off. Uh, it's not James Franco. It is somebody more valuable to me. I'm not in the roast, but second, second best place for the James Franco roast jokes tonight. I think that one, I should, I should, uh, I am Natasha Legero inside of here. Wearing a Cameron suit uh, that's just pretty form fitting because you know she's small, but I'm you know pretty small too. Okay, excellent. This next comic, I love her so much. I'm so glad she's gonna be on the show, and we're gonna go crazy for her because this is her first time at UCB. We're gonna make her feel awesome. We're gonna welcome her to LA. Am I right? Yeah. All right, guys. Let's hear it for Stephanie Haas, guys. Give it up for Stephanie. Come on. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Shit. I am really happy to be here. Uh, I've lived in Chicago for six years now, but I grew up in rural Wisconsin. 22 years in rural Wisconsin. So I am happy to be anywhere, ever. <laughs> My hometown is called Partyville. Yeah. Partyville, Wisconsin. That's not a nickname. That's its actual name. Named after a man named John Pardee, who apparently had nothing left to lose. <laughs> Actually, I grew up just outside of Partyville, which I think more accurately describes my high school experience. (laughs) 
I really, I don't like going back. It makes me really nervous. You know, like every time I go back, I just get worried that I'm going to get blackout drunk on Brandy and wake up 10 years into a career as a Piggly Wiggly cashier. <laughs> I'm like, I'll have been impregnated by some guy who took too many shop classes in high school and now he works at the Cheese Factory because that's Wisconsin. It's still a very respectable job, but Jesus, too important to me to have it ruined by a deadbeat dad. <laughs> so I don't like going back. Plus, like, look at me. I don't need a breadwinner. I'm going to be the daddy in any relationship. <laughs> it's not the kind of man I want. That's why I like short men, you know? Not shorter than me, but just short enough that I can physically dominate them. <laughs> just throw an arm around their neck and pal around. Short enough that I can kiss them without their cooperation, ideally. Toss them on my bed like a sexy sack of potatoes. <laughs> Why am I keeping potatoes on my bed? I don't know. I don't like going on dates really anymore. I mean, I'm really fun on them. But I think at this point, I just want a guy to bring over a bunch of coffee and a bottle of whiskey, and then we can get into a really positive fist fight. <laughs> and I don't really want to hear that I'm pretty, even though I obviously am. But my nickname was Buggy-Eyed Steph for five years. You know, like the self-esteem ship has sailed. I'd rather just hear that I'm funny and smarter than him and stronger than he expected. Which is true. Like, I'm not going to win in that fist fight, but I have a lot of lifting strength. I'm powerful like an ant. <laughs> I could help you move, you know? Like, I'm probably not going to, but I could. And this is the weird part uh, for somebody as ethnically lesbian as I am. You know, like I don't eat pussy, but I can hang drywall. Clears things up. But the older I get, the more into men's bodies I am. You know, like I am way more into chest hair and balls than any straight woman should be. It's like I'm a big gay man trapped in a smaller gay man's body. <laughs> And Big Papa Haas is really into bears. <laughs> like, if I could just meet a guy with so much chest hair, just like way more chest hair than you think would be okay. Like, if I have to dig through it to find his nipples, that's perfect. That's exactly the amount of chest hair I'm looking for. I don't know. Is that what OK Cupid is for? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I, uh, I'd like to have somebody around, you know? Somebody in the house. I have really weak forearms, but I love pickles. <laughs> it's not working out super well, though. Like, the last guy to ask me out on a date was an actual burglar. Yeah. And not a gentleman burglar, either, you know? He's not, he's not stealing jewels in a flattering turtleneck or anything. <laughs> More of a meth binge burglar, you know? To be fair, I don't have any evidence to back that up. But he was like, hey, weren't you responding to my texts anymore? And I was like, I Googled you. And he was like, I don't even do drugs anymore. <laughs> I'm a pretty good detective. <laughs> uh, the guy I dated before that, man, uh, he broke up with me. And then a month later, came to the bar where he works, where all of our friends hang out, dressed as me for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. I don't even really have a joke for that. That's just not a thing that humans do to each other. <laughs> he also plays in a band with a friend of mine, and after we broke up, she was like, hey, maybe you should meet our keyboard player. He's really nice. I was like, Natalie, I, I can't fuck multiple members of a meatloaf cover band. 
I mean, I would do anything for love, but... I won't do that. Got dumped by a dungeon master once. Ooh. I mean, it's not rock bottom, but it is one step closer to getting stood up by one of those guys who thinks he's a real vampire. He's a single dad, too, and man, if that's not a referendum on your personality, I don't know what is. Like, what is he saying? You know, not only did he not want me to be his wife or the mother to his children at some point in the future, but, like, right at that moment, he didn't think I had my shit together enough to be a stepmom. Like, I can't be emotionally distant to a child every other weekend. I don't know. At this point, like, so many broken men have been through my bed. It's like my pussy is a halfway house. For men transitioning between living in actual halfway houses... To working in halfway houses. I think the, the big problem might be the fact that I'm attracted to really sad men, you know? Not because I want to fix them. I just like going down with somebody else's sinking ship from time to time. I'm like, this is my usual dating MO. You know, like, I'll meet a guy and we'll spend a month just clutching onto each other like two orphaned baby koalas. And, like, I don't care if he's terrible in bed. I don't care if he dresses like a dad taking his preteen daughter to her first concert. I don't care if he snores directly into my mouth. I just want a man who kisses me like he's never stopped thinking about death. I want a man who kisses me like he's afraid that I might already be dead, but if he doesn't take his face off my face, he won't have to find out. All right, you guys have been so fun. I'm Stephanie Haas. Give it up for Cameron Esposito. We have another show starting right after this, so please exit quickly and safely. All right, see you soon. Take Put care, guys. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh. Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.